air and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, I am Brian Hanks. You are listening to uh, the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College on 960 The Bull. 960thebull.com, 252ESPN. If you missed our first hour, you missed a really good hour as uh, we had Paul Whittington on, our regular Friday guest. Uh, we moved him up a day. want to thank Shane Albee again for allowing us to uh, make that move. Shane, you'll hear him tomorrow in our second hour. We have Jacques Passleg on in our first hour, and then uh, Shane in our second hour. Uh, but, man, we talked NASCAR. We talked Washington Nationals baseball in our first hour. Uh, we, uh, talked down East wood ducks, uh, just a ton of different stuff. So be sure to, if you missed it, you can go to brianhanks.com. That's B R Y A N H A N K S.com or go to SoundCloud and you can listen to that first hour then. However, right now sitting across from me in all his glory, <laughs> you're like, wait, what, what? <laughs> it's Mickey Weatherington. Uh, he uh, made his uh, show debut here a couple of weeks ago. In fact, two weeks ago today. And as I was saying there at the tail end of the first hour, Mickey, uh, I got to tell you, and I mean, I knew, I'd, I'd heard, again, we talked about Venn diagrams the last mm-hmm. time you were here. I've been here for 20 years. I've heard your name. I know who you are. Keith Spence has talked about you before, and uh, other people have too. I, I just didn't. And of course, your family's uh, athletic uh, history here in Lenore County. You've got uh, your dad who is on the threshold of making it into the Kenson Lenore mm-hmm. County Sports Hall of Fame. Um, so I had known about you. We just, our, our Venn diagrams, our, our, our bubbles had never uh, crossed until I was at Spence's, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, six weeks ago or so. And you, you, you and I started talking. I found out about your, uh, your musical prowess. And uh, I want to say this several times now. It's not being postponed this time, right? Not this time. You we guys, are, We are, are good to go. This and, uh, Saturday night from what time to what time? We're going to start at 830 okay. and play until. Okay. <laughs> and that's at Roxy's, which that's is on Roxy's. Vernon Avenue. This is what I was trying to tell folks in our uh, New Bern and uh, Greenville markets, too, is come to Kinston. Yes, sir. And we're going to have a good time. I can't wait to listen to you, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but I promised this on Facebook. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's some dude named Robert John <laughs> Barnett who said, uh, when you put it out there a couple of days ago oh, that yeah. you were coming back on the show, and Robert John Barnett said, and this is quote, just please don't say a word about the incident. And you know, dude, I'm an old time reporter here, Mickey. I got to know, uh, you got to tell us about this incident. Well, there could be several that that's the problem here. <laughs> that's why he's, he is you're talking about a fantastic drummer. Okay. He's played, uh, locally, uh, played with a lot of folks, but he played, uh, with, it was Brad Benson's Armada or Brad Benson who, made a living playing through here. Um, and Robert makes me mad because he's left-handed, but he learned to play right-handed and his feels across the top of a kit are ridiculous. And, uh, I can't do any of them. And, uh, but he'll say the same thing about me that I taught him a lot cause he's a few years younger, but, uh, I, I, I won't, I, I can't say a couple of them of the incidents, <laughs> but, but the one that, immediately popped to mind i used to live in greenville and you could walk downtown to the attic all all the clubs that were were famous down there so i lived off of 14th street and we 
everybody would gather at my house, and then we'd walk downtown. At the end of a little area was a rope swing, but it was one you could sit in. Yes. And it it would throw you 30 feet in the air. And uh, <laughs> we were on our way down, and he, had our, he or whoever would sprint because it would hit your belly just right, take you up in the air, you know, your legs. He took off running to be the first. And I mean, 10 feet in the air, it dumped him <laughs> flat on his back. So we're all crying, laughing, girls, yeah. guys, everything. And, uh, and, and he did what you always do, jump up and say, I'm fine. I didn't do that. Yeah. I'm good. So that, that I know that's tame. But, were, uh, were there, no, 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 because no, I want to hear a couple of the other ones. But, but there weren't any adult beverages involved at this point, were there? There probably were. There probably were a lot of adult. <laughs> there you back, go. Back then. So there you go, Robert. I told you I was going to ask the question, and uh, it, it, the what, folks it, that know Robert are crying right now. I okay. promise they they are they are like he he is Monty Python, quick humor, quick wit, quick. And, and like you saw, you saw uh, Stacy Heath popped right up under that yep. on on stuff too. And uh, we, you you and I need to. Uh, come to my house have a bourbon tasting and i'm sure you can tell just as many stories as i can about different things so that is awesome who is cool rain <laughs> that is a buddy of mine it's uh you remember the surf and turf restaurant here yes in yes that is their son that is it's steve thomas okay uh he is in alabama and he is in a christian rock band and that's the name of their band well this is what i like that he said about you and I thought, and especially now that you even tell me who it is, it makes it even more poignant. <laughs> is that no? I mean, this is a good one. Uh, he, this is what he said. He would say, "You are the story king of Kinston." He could probably tell you the color of my socks on June eighth, nineteen eighty one. What were the color of his socks on June eighth, nineteen eighty one? He would have been uh, wearing flip flops because it was summertime <laughs> and it was his birthday, and we were probably on the way to the beach. How about he said that? His response would probably be that I was not wearing socks, was running around on the rocky streets of said neighborhood barefooted. I love it, dude. This is what's cool about. And again, I, I've I've never tried to act like I've been here my whole life. I've been here twenty years or mm-hmm. twenty one years now. But it's folks like you that just that gives me this history of Kinston that I never knew. That's mm-hmm. why I like talking to uh, the old time, like Earl Keith, Absolutely. you know, and even Bill Ellis. I know he's not a Kinston uh, native, but he's been here for a long yeah. time himself. And uh, Jason Bryant, I don't know how well you know Jason. Uh, probably he's a little bit younger than us, uh, but you know these folks that have been in Kinston their entire lives who just who remember the good old days who remember mm-hmm. what was it when i talked to john dawson and he tells me about uh, at the mall when the mall was just thriving oh, and that was the place and then up the hill what was the name there was a bar up there wings and l was the place to be well, there was wings and l there there, there were a couple back <clears throat> in today but wings and l in the 80s so uh, that was really big now, late, later 80s didn't they play didn't they uh, have bands in there too? There's some. Maybe I'm thinking wrong, but I thought it was somebody about was up the, the hill. From international shop, probably the Eye Shop. Okay, would be that one. That was a little before me. So. How, how many places have you played in Kinston? I mean, if you were to try to put a number on the different venues that you've played, I'm talking about restaurants, bars, all that. How many would you say you've played in? Well, we we Mickey? used to in in the high school days, and a little bit later, we would rent the Roarton buildings, yeah, like Moss Hill. Uh, stuff like that and play out in those places uh there was a teen club that was it was the bingo place now out there on highway 70 it was it was uh it was a teen club called mickey's ironically yeah. and uh actually that was the first place uh 
that later became Lex Luthor. That's was our first place to play. And then I've played the the dugout and uh where the glass is it called the glass something now? I'm not sure, but it was a it's hilarious. It was a country bar, but they booked us in there and couldn't put another person in it. Wow. And stuff. So uh it I can't it was called the benchmark lounge then, I believe. And uh so I don't know how many that is, but we played parties, played other private events, played stuff, played the Lenore County Fair. Okay. Played stuff out there and they had the uh, the, the cool thing about playing the uh, Lenore County Fair as Lex was, and I'm being totally serious because where I was, I could see a ride didn't move. Everybody came to us. Wow. <laughs> that's and it, You know, one of the things we didn't really dive into as much as I wanted. Like I said, that's why we had to have you on a second mm-hmm. time, not only to promote this event that is second place at Roxy's on uh, Saturday from uh, 8.30 until – and you know, Linda and I, we're going to the baseball game. We're, did she tell you? We're going to go to the said, Wood Ducks game. Then we're going to come out. We're coming out. So yep. that that'd be great. And uh, I, I'll put you on the guest list. It's, thank you. It's free. So, okay. Uh, it's, no, 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 but I can't wait. I can't wait. To, and again, like I said, Spence has bragged about you. Keith uh-huh. Spence, a mutual friend of ours, has just uh, raved about what kind of a musician you are. I want to give you a chance to talk about the other guys that are going to be playing with you. We really yeah. didn't talk about well, that I, that much the first time. Who are these guys I, that are going to be I, part I, of the band? Uh, it's uh, the guitar player, Scott Heath. He and I have, uh, I told you last time, he and I have written stuff together. I need to, I, I didn't think to get your email so I could send you a link, send you some stuff, but uh, he's a fantastic guitar player, vocalist. Um like I said, both of the other two guys are out of Beulahville. Um, okay. Scott and I have played together several times in other just trying to do stuff. He was the one I told you we got circulated through a rip, through Universal Music, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan is a bass player that's played with – that grew up with Scott. And they've uh, – so they've played together. They're, they're tight as tight yeah. as can be. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the odd link in that because I told you I was uh, – in Kinston – I told you from like fourteen to nineteen twenty, I was the drummer. Yeah, and then I was the only one who could sing all the all the stuff that we morphed into, and uh, so I got moved out front. And coming back playing drums again, it's funny because I'll hit, get people. You're playing drums? They they had no clue. <laughs> yeah. and uh, so that that's been the fun thing. And like I said, this Saturday it's a free show. We're uh, it's our first show. We just wanted to get a show under our belt just and moving forward. So it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be fun. That's yeah. the whole – that's what it's supposed to be. If we, As long as we end together, it's <laughs> 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 stuff like that. But um, Well, for folks who aren't – and, again, Mickey Weatherington joining us live here in our Plush Wallet studio here on Whitehall Drive here on Thursday, June the 1st. Again, the show is this Saturday, June the 3rd at Roxy's on Vernon Avenue. Just uh, Google it. It'll take you there, and it's gonna a good time is gonna be by, uh, going to be had by all as part of uh, something else. The uh, the name of the band uh, for what kind of music will you guys be playing for folks who maybe don't know? I mean, I know it's gonna be rock and roll, but yeah, specifically, like what kind of music will you guys be playing? It's gonna be rock and roll, seventies to nineties primarily. Yeah. Uh, you'll know every song we play. Yeah. You, you've heard it. Anything from the Clash to ZZ Top to Judas Priest. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit of everything. And those were some of the bands that you were listening to. When you talk about inspirations, 
who are a couple of bands, maybe a couple of musicians that really just inspire you and have made you into the musician that you are today, Mickey? Well, like I said, I always just like drums. I, I guess it was the hyper in me. I was beating pots and pans and, or at the kitchen table getting told to quit and uh, <laughs> everything. And um, and I, I think last last time I told you, I just how I my father and mother wanted me to read music, so I, I played saxophone. And then, uh, but I found a way to get a snare drum. Then buddies of mine, I had a good friend that lived up the road from me who mother or father bought him a drum set, but he had absolutely no rhythm. So I'd go over there and play. And um, then the Steve Thomas guy's dad bought him a drum set, and he lived around the corner from me. But Steve liked guitar, and his dad had a guitar, so he'd play guitar, and I'd play drums. We put those two kits together, so I, you know I found a way to play. You couldn't stop me from doing it, yeah. and um, that was just the passion in it. And uh, but a defining moment to me that that just really woke me up was I'm sure you've seen it. The kids are all right. Movie, yeah. The Who, yeah. We were one of the first in the neighborhoods to have cable TV Showtime, and that came on, and Keith Moon just. He was everywhere. He, he he brought the drums out front. He he didn't just stay in the back. He was such a showman and uh, and was fantastic on top of it. He was shoot it, the Muppets made Animal after him. That tells you everything yeah. <laughs> you need to know. And I can remember uh, then 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 like a lot of drummers, Neil Pert or Peart, however you say his name, um, from Rush. That that woke me up. And uh, changed me, but I can remember my dad and mom saying, "You need to see Buddy Rich." I'm like, I don't want to see some crusty old dude playing. <laughs> and then saw a thing with him and Frank Sinatra, and I, I I can still watch that same thing today and see something different. Wow, he he was goodness gracious. So uh, drum wise, those are the guys uh, singing. Like I said, it was uh, singing that stuff. It was it was. Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, uh, singer Bruce Dickinson, Jeff Tate from Queensryche. Those were the ones I got compared to. Yeah. Uh, those, that, that was my natural range. And um, you wouldn't know it hearing this low country voice here, but. but uh. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, you're right, because of, uh, your voice is, uh, it seems like a couple of, re- yeah. uh, a few registers lower than uh, some of those, uh, some of those bands from the uh, 70s and 80s. Absolutely. Uh, again, that voice you're listening to is Mickey Weatherington, uh, part of something else, the band Something Else are going to be playing at Roxy's this Saturday night from 8.30 until, and uh, I got to tell you, I've had a good who uh, education. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my best friends when I was growing up, his name was Brian Lowe. He was one that introduced. I was a big police guy. I uh, love the police. Too. Yeah, and but he introduced that, me to the t- Who. Talk about a drummer. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Stuart yeah. Stuart Copeland. Yeah. Stuart Good Copeland God. was amazing. But uh, but he turned me on to the Who when I was back in high school, and then uh, even now recently, uh, John Dawson, who we talk about, you know, he's a co-host of this show. Biggest Who fan in the world. I've actually seen the Who twice I, with him. I, 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 I might rival him on that now. I, I've, <laughs> I've got signed. I've, I've got a uh, thing sitting on a piano in my house, signed by all of Keith, all of them. And wow. Stuff. And, uh, like I said, but shoot, my mother even even bought me a Who wallet one time. So <laughs> that is awesome. Everybody else like Led Zeppelin. I, I, I still say the Who from. Goodness gracious, 74 to 76, if there was a 
stronger live band with that original lineup. Goodness, man, they they, they were heavy. And, well, uh, I've fantastic. actually had the opportunity now, not back in '74 to '76. Yeah, I never but, got uh, to see Mooney live. I wish I had. So, uh, yeah, that that especially since uh, that, that's one of your heroes, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but I, I've seen, I've had the opportunity, I've seen him live twice. Uh, the Who, now bear in mind, it's in the past eight or nine years, so mm-hmm. a little bit past the prime. But I'm telling you, these 70-year-old guys out there in their 70s, mm-hmm. Mickey, mm-hmm. and Pete Townsend still does the, still the windmill. Yeah, yeah, still does the windmill. Roger's still slinging a mic all over the place. <laughs> it's so, crazy uh, that they, you would think that when you hit, you know, 75, 76, a, a little bit is off your game. And I'm sure they're not where they were, like you said, from 74 to 76. Let's not get it twisted. But still, they are uh, one of the best live bands out there. I saw them the first – I'm like you. I've seen them – I've seen them two – I know at least twice. I yeah. saw them in, at, at Carter-Finley Stadium doing the Tommy – About what year is the this? Tommy tour. So that would have been 89. Okay. I think they did, they did the anniversary of Tommy – they came out and played the Tommy album start to finish. Yeah. Took a brief break and then came and played the hits mm-hmm. out there. And then uh, the last time I saw them, I saw them on the, they were doing the Quadrophenia tour in Greensboro. I don't know if you saw that. That was probably the one you saw. I think I was there. How about that? Yeah. I, we were probably at the yep. same show. Yeah. How crazy is there. that? And, I, and I, I made the comment that kind of like you are. I said, <laughs> I hope when I'm 68 years old, I can be at the front of the stage with my shirt <laughs> unbuttoned to my belly button and still be built like a tank. <laughs> Dude, I'm 54. Because he uh, was. Yes, he was. was. Yes, he was. still ripped. Yeah. That is crazy. Um <laughs> uh, Man, you know what? This is, and I didn't think we were going to go down this path, but okay, the Who, a great live show. Who are some of the other uh, acts that you've seen that have just blown, blown you out of your socks? That you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this Man, band is this good. They're so di- it's diverse. I want to uh, hear it. I want to uh, hear it. The I saw, I told you, I saw you two when they were a college band. That's uh, amazing. But seeing them right as in the name of love had just hit, and saw them in Virginia. And Bono was you know, it, it was before he would go on his political rants and yeah. stuff. But but my gosh, man, he had you. There was more heart and love in that arena. That's the only way to explain it. He yeah. had you in the palm of, palm of his hand. You hung on every word that yeah. he sang or said, and uh, that that was an amazing show. Uh, I've seen. If you've never seen them, whether you like them or not. Please go see Iron Maiden one time. I haven't seen them. And, and the reason I say that is because globally now, they're as big as Zeppelin and stuff. I mean, they put wow. three and 400,000 people in in stadiums and stuff all over the world, and they're still selling out arenas and amphitheaters here. And I think they're better now. I don't even know in their how, I don't know how they do it. They're, wow. The energy, everything. Uh we did. Uh, I told you last time about that Steve Thomas and I. My, he's my best friend. We we get together and do something every year. Uh, three four years ago, two friends from Raleigh and I. I just happened to be working in Alabama. We went to Atlanta, saw the Braves play on Friday night, saw them play your Nationals. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then the next the next afternoon went and saw Iron Maiden at a at a outdoor arena. One of the guys that was with us has never heard a song. And 
he just that I would tell him, okay, this song <laughs> is about about the 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 story of the flight of Icarus. Okay, this is this is about so and so. There's an old joke said if you learned history by listening to Iron Maiden, you're a metal <laughs> fan, and and they do. They take real stuff and. Uh, could be battles, could be anything. The first two things they opened up with were dog fights and airplanes. You know, it was uh, and uh, not actual dog fights. Dog fighting is yeah, a yeah. Well, you, you, well, see, this I is where I wish I, we I had bet, a uh, better, video. Better, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I, this is why I wish we had a video element sometimes. Because I understood what you were saying. Because you were doing like the little plane thing with your hand. Now he's not talking about wolf, wolf dog fights. No, no, he's talking no, about no. aerial dog and, fights. And, yeah. uh, but uh, so I would tell him, and then. The guy was singing the choruses and 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 just he I said he sounded like Ric Flair at the end of each song. You know, yeah. he was wooing all over the place. But we <laughs> um but they got well thank vi- you. You've now made it a bucket list. They for got me. Vis- the visuals, the everything that goes with it. And like at the end of the song Flight of Icarus, there's a three D Icarus with wings up there and he's getting closer and closer to the brightest light they have. And at the end, he just falls. You know his wings burned and he fell, and you heard you could hear a, a gasp all the way to the back of the arena, and uh, and uh, but that guy about how long ago was this? Because man, I am four, so intrigued. Four, four years ago. Four years ago. Okay, and they're touring now. They're they're back out. Uh, but um, but like I said, the first two songs, a a actual Spitfire comes came out o- over your head, over the like first three four rows of the crowd, turning and dodging and. Wow, and, they, and that's what I mean. They're yeah. orally, visually, everything. You you take it in, and then three days later, you go. That's probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. It takes that long to really process, it. sink in, and yeah. that's how this guy in Raleigh was. He called me four days <laughs> later. He said, "Man, that's not even my kind of music, but I enjoyed that as much as anything." Yeah, and. Yeah, and you've heard the thing. Uh, you and I might be older, but we we were got to see all the good bands. You know, I've I've seen Yes, I've seen You Too, I've seen Iron Maiden, I've seen Mac. You know, you name them. I've I've I, been privy to see them. I got to brag a little bit. Uh, I don't I've know. Never you seen know? Pink Floyd. Though. I know that was yours, uh, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. But uh, uh, one of my another one of my co-hosts. We're talking about John Dawson, but Jonathan Massey. Uh, we're going to Vegas in October. Wow. To see you two at the new Spear, have you heard about that? Yeah, I know they are. I hate their drummer's not going to be. With yeah, them. he's. I not. don't know what's going on. He uh, had to have surgery, back surgery, or something I, I, like I that. And yeah, you know, that's one of the things. Well, that's a probably a conversation for another time. But I mean, it take. I mean, playing guitar. Yeah, that you know that you know. But once you toughen up your fingers, I mean, mm-hmm. you're good with that. But people don't realize if you play drums, especially if you do it the right way. It takes a toll on you, doesn't it? They, I, I just read a thing because I'm into working out and stuff too. Uh, but he, I uh, said playing drums, playing rock and roll music for two to three hours, it, it burns like it, it burns. It can burn into upwards, believe it or not, of of, of thousands of calories. Well, and again, you know, I told you, I've seen you're, you're run, all four. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I've seen you two, uh, I believe, 27 times. Wow. since. Yeah, well, that's since 1988 to now. It's not like I saw him 27 times in three years. I mean, that's over the last 35 years mm-hmm. I've seen him that many times. Uh, I was lucky in the Zoo TV tour. I was much younger then. I was only 24 at the time, and I had a little bit. I'd just gotten out of the Army. I had a little bit of disposable income, and I followed him on like five awesome. straight stops, uh-huh. which, you know, I – Anyway, my point being, it, 
drummers, I mean, it is. I mean, and I'm not denigrating any other part of the band, but I mean, it does take a lot out of a person to play the drums for sure. And I mean, that's one of the things that's definitely happened with Larry Mullen is, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, and then when they announced he's not going to do it, I've seen some shows. And, I mean, he does. I'm telling you, Mickey, he looks like he's in pain sometimes when yeah. he's playing. And it just makes you respect what those guys do, especially if you're on a 95 or 100-date tour that lasts over a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, really good friend in that li- he's from Farmville. He just came back from Europe playing with a, a- – uh, a heavy North Carolina band called Corrosion of Conformity, and uh, I've heard of them before. But uh, you would know this guy because he, he he played with Nantucket for a while, but he played with a Raleigh band called Cry of Love. I don't know if you've heard them. They, I have not. They had three top ten radio hits in ninety three, ninety four, and toured the world, and it's caught up with him. Man, his back, yeah, back back bothers him, and I mean they'd be traveling, and he'd have to wear a neck brace and all that, but. They slugged it out through through U.S., Europe, through through everywhere. Uh, you would love them because uh, they they've got kind of, they're 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 just a good bluesy rock and roll band. They uh, you've heard the song. I guarantee you've heard the song "Peace Pipe" and "Bad Thing" without even knowing it, and just perked <laughs> up. That it's fantastic, and they were all all Raleigh boys, uh, yeah. are all North Carolinians, and uh, and the singer. Goodness gracious! Paul Rogers meets uh, Steve Marriott, who played sing with um, Humble Pie, those guys yeah. and stuff. Man, that, that fantastic vocalist, and he he passed away a few years ago. And uh, but man, that, that I I sing their praises. They they were so so good. Yeah. And uh, Robert Plant loved them. All these other guys from ZZ Top, everybody they played with. I don't know how they didn't go to superstar status they it, it, you know i guess what, it, it was the grunge it was in the middle of grunge and here you have a bad company-ish yeah rock and roll band popping out on you well that's a, one of the things great, i want to talk great guitar i love picking your brain about music <laughs> this is awesome and we're gonna we're gonna dive into it because i want to ask yeah. you about where music is today but we'll do that in a moment uh i'm gonna uh uh, I got to thank a couple of sponsors here real quick. I want to thank UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, I want to thank Beverly uh, Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. We're going to jump back into it just in a moment here with Mickey Weatherington, but I want to thank uh, Goeco Office Automation, uh, all our day one sponsors, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, Arundel Parrot Academy. Uh, also, thank you to the Kinston Police Department. Thank you to the Down East Wood Ducks, and, of course, our title sponsor, Lenore Community College. But let's get back into our big interview here with uh, Mickey Weatherington. Uh, he is part of Something Else. Uh, it's a band that's going to be playing at Roxy's on Vernon Avenue this Saturday. The uh, show starts at 8.30. So all our sports fans, you can do what like what Linda and I are going to do. We're going to go to the Down East Wood Ducks game. They're having a big giveaway. They've got a jersey giveaway they're doing on uh, Saturday night. And then uh, that game starts at 5. 
So it'll be over in plenty of time. Get to Roxy's, get your seat. And uh, although I, I doubt you use your seat very much when uh, when you're going to be listening <laughs> to something else. But and we'll get back into that in a little bit. I want to preview the show a little bit here in a couple minutes. But just the state of music today. I, John plays in a band. Uh, John Dawson does uh, Third of Never. And, you know, some of the things he's told me about just the direction of music and where music is today. It's like the way he's made this joke several times and to be on the big, you know, on the national international scene, he said he's joked before. It's like only the Foo Fighters are allowed to be a rock band in 2023. You don't hear a lot of like brand new rock bands that are getting out there that are making a name for themselves. Of course, like I said, U2 is still out there. You're talking about Iron Maiden that's uh, touring now. Uh, just a lot of the great bands when, you know, don't get it twisted. They, they're a little bit older too, like you and I are, but. I would love to hear a new band, a new rock band that gets out there and plays instruments and plays during, and don't get it twisted. I, I like uh, hip hop. I'm actually into a little bit of hip hop, uh, but you know what? I'm tired of auto tune and I'm tired of all this. I'd love to, I'm, I'm just saying like what uh, I'm, I'm basically echoing what John Dawson says, but I mean it. I'd love Mickey Weatherington to have a band out there of, of 25 to 30 year olds who are out there playing guitars and playing drums and just why have we, I guess my main question is someone who's been involved with music the way you have your entire life. Why do we not have that in this day and age? I think, uh, you know, it's changed so much when you've got instant entertainment in your hand with a phone and all that, where you and I, wanted to go out to see that was the only way you could see music yep. of any sort so the 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 nightclubs are around that would have local and national or and or on the way up or down you know that that kind of music they're they're gone most of them are gone well, um why you think it's, again it's because I, I, of... I know it's that you've got okay. instant entertainment you don't okay. have to leave your house you 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 really don't um in high school here in kinston there were three bands or in numerous people who played, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're talking about a band that still gets out there and does it. Uh, check out a band called Rival Sons. Okay, you will love them, uh, especially our age. Everybody I've 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 put put on them is just blown away by them. I just went and saw them in Wilmington two weeks ago, and uh, and uh, they are they're they're they're, they're First album that I heard was called Pressure and Time, and if you put it on, you hear old Rolling Stones, The Kinks, The Who, Led Zeppelin, uh, all that with a fantastic singer. Okay, and uh, rival son, and they've they've started. They've got a new new album out. You, you'll love this. Uh, it's a song called Nobody Wants to Die, and the video of it is pure Quentin Tarantino. Wow! And then they got a companion video of a new song called Bird in the Hand, and. Um, but they are, man. That they, they they are so good. They're, About how are they? Are they that? How old are the members? They're, they're probably in their 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 mid thirties. Okay, mid mid thirties. Now they're a California band, but they the drummer for that uh, plays a small kit and does more on it than most can with a giant one. But but that singer, he he he's. Where I was telling you about Bono having you in the palm of the hand, I saw him in Asheville six years ago in the club called the Orange Peel. That holds about a thousand people, and I was in the middle area. When the singer would go to hit a high note, he dropped a mic to mid 
belt, and you could hear him over the PA. Wow. He had some, he had some pipes, huh? He is the best, <laughs> be, best white guy bluesy voice singer that I've heard in years. And, wow. and he, he thanked the opening band and said, you know, everything you hear here is us. M- music is an art form, blah, blah, blah. And the rest of the time just sang. They, he didn't talk much, but he had you. You felt every note he hit. I mean, he he had it. Whatever it is, he's got it. Yeah. And uh, and um, all that. But I'm gonna digress a little bit Please. here because you were. Uh, I, I didn't hear the beginning of of the last interview, and and you're making me follow that follow that guy. You know, so he was <laughs> Paul fanta- He was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you guys talking about famous North Carolinians? Yes. That that. Please I dive in on that with me. Because yeah. uh, you know. I lived in Wilmington for 20-something years. I worked at UNCW, helped open the student rec center, worked with athletics, mm-hmm. did all special events. So every concert, every outside vendor came through, you know, came through me. And uh, But I got to work two Washington Wizard training camps. Wow. And uh, the first, That's when Jerry was with them the, too, right? Jerry was with them the second time. Okay. The first time... Jordan was the Michael Jordan was the uh, president of operations. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, he came in there, but I was blown away cause they're starting to walk in and then there's Walter Davis. I'm like, Holy crap. That's Walter <laughs> Day. You know, I'm sweet Walter D I'm freaking yeah. out there. And then, uh, Wes Unsel yeah. came in and that is the largest man I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. But, uh, my, uh, boss there was a huge ABA fan. Okay. So he had like notebooks of cards and one of the coolest things was Wes Unseld went out and sat on a loading dock with us looking at those cards. You know why they called him crazy Bobby? What I mean, he told stories that were timeless and I, I have to show you, I got a picture of me and him. I look like a, <laughs> a little boy. I, I look like, soul, a, right? I look like a little, uh, pin on him. You know, he, he <laughs> that guy was gigantic. His, but if you, people don't know who he is, and he was well, the, the fi- younger he was generation fi- probably doesn't. He was in the fifty greatest NBA players all time. Uh, Led the Washington Bullets to the NBA yep. title uh, in uh, seventy. Help me, seventy-eight, seventy-nine, something like that. But, yeah, but uh, he, uh, was, other than Wilt Chamberlain, was the first rookie to lead the league in scoring and rebounding wow. in the same year. You know, he was amazing. But, uh, but. You know, I don't get starstruck by a lot of folks and stuff. And uh, Michael Jordan walked in, patted me on the back, said, hey, how you doing? I'm Mike. I said, I'm Mickey. Nice to meet you. And then he went and sat down in front of me. And for a second, I just went, saw that profile. I said, <laughs> at that time, I said, other than Tiger Woods and Muhammad Ali, that's probably the most recognizable profile on the planet. I would agree with that. That, that hit me for a second. And uh and after they got in there good and everything, I was walking the perimeter of the inside the building. You know, they had security all over the place because Michael Jordan's in there. And uh, But this little dumpy guy in a windsuit is walking up the hallway. I, and I stopped. I said, can I help you? And he looked up, and it was Dean Smith. <laughs> he came off a golf course. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the second time. Did you help him? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so, oh, hey, coach. Oh, yes. But um, the second time they were there, Jordan, it was, he was coming back to play. Yeah. And uh, 
but but before that, my boss was a younger guy this time who had graduated from Carolina, so he was having a fit that Brendan Hayward, Jerry Stackhouse, Michael, George, all of them are in my gym, you know, yeah. in his gym, and Christian Leitner was on that team. Yes, he and, was. Uh, but uh, but uh, I didn't tell him I knew Jerry. Yeah. So we got he's uh, like they're all in there. Let, let's go walk in there now. I said okay. So we're walking in, and you see the guys shooting baskets. Jerry's bouncing the ball through his legs, walking away. And then he turned around, and it hit him that he saw me. Yeah. And he just started grinning, put the ball up under his arm, walked up and hugged me and said, what the bleep are you doing, you know, kind of thing. And then I introduced him to my ball. You didn't tell me you knew. I said, well, you didn't ask. (laughs) But but the coolest thing on that, that I wanted to make sure I got this into you, was – was uh, Kwame Brown and Jordan? You know the dynamic. He was he was tough on Kwame, but before a practice one day, they played a one on one, five hundred dollars a basket. Five hundred dollars a basket. And for I, people who don't I remember, guess, Kwame I Brown was the number so, one overall pick of the I Washington Wizards. I guess it's Wizards. okay to tell this. No, yeah, it's been. Years, I'd say the but. statute of limitations are uh, probably way, way off of it. But Jordan beat it. Five hundred dollars a point. Jordan beat him fifteen thirteen. Wow. And that was floor Jordan years too. So he was, he was, he yeah. could almost lay on his back and shoot. He was so, uh, <laughs> he was so, leaning back so far to shoot, but. uh that fadeaway was he, he was something, but uh, that was amazing. I still and then when uh, when he bought the team or became part of the Charlotte Hornets, which by the way, and and don't get it twisted. I mean, I, I love Jordan. I think that uh, well, I, I can't say I love him. I didn't really like him that much when he was a player because he's a Carolina guy, and as you know, mm-hmm. as I've shown you, I'm a mm-hmm. Virginia guy, mm-hmm. you know. But but I respect the heck out of him, you know. I mean, and I'm not so sure. I guess he's 60 now, but. Tell me Michael Jordan, and he's put on a few LBs too, mm-hmm. but tell me five years ago he couldn't have gone back in the league and averaged 10 or 12 points a game. Under these rules, I think he could. <laughs> I mean, because uh, that, that's – I, I love – and I'm, I know you've heard it. The story they said uh, – they asked Jordan, would his Bulls beat the Golden State Warriors? And he goes, yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, I'm sure we could. And they go, really? He said, yeah. He said, how many? He said, probably four or five points. Yeah. And they said, "Really? Why? Why that close?" He said, "Well, we're all 60. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but going back on that with the old rules, if if it, it would depend on the rules, I yeah. think. But but shoot, even even with the rules now, you still had Kerr and those guys who could rain threes, and I'm sure sure the Bulls could shoot them more too. Oh, but let that me wasn't tell you the something. style of the game then. But I don't think Steph Curry could go. You think he could drive a lane against the the bad boys? No, or not just the bad. They, and, that would be the primary were, ones. And those but. were just regular fouls. Then you yeah. wouldn't. You're thrown out for it now. Shoot, they would close line, oh, cut good you, Lord, whatever. With all the flopping and everything that happened. <laughs> and I'm a I'm an NBA fan. I'm a Celtics fan. I'm yeah. still a Celtics fan. But I mean, I'm guarding you and and. It, this James Harden guy I can't stand him at all, man, because he is just the most fake of all of them. If I he will shoot, and then if someone's even within six inches of him, he, he yep. falls like. And a lot of times, now they've done a better job of it in the past couple of years, but in his heyday, I mean, he drew many a foul, you know, acting mm-hmm. like he was being fouled, which just absolutely drove me crazy. Okay, we, you were we we're all over the place yeah. there, but I've got it. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I want to ask you, can I can I have you till the top of the hour? Sure. We were going to do a uh, something with John and Jonathan, but uh, I am. Uh, we're just going to stay here with you because I've still got 
several questions I want to ask you that I want to get to. Tell you what, I do need to thank uh, Goeco Office Automation. They are a proud sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. They typically they are the sponsor of our birthday game. And I don't know if you heard in the first hour I explained uh, we had a technical uh, snafu, and uh, we're not going to have birthday games now here for the next week. Uh, just had a, a card get wiped or something. So uh, no birthday games uh, from today through uh, next uh, Wednesday, I believe. So, But we've got to give GoEco Office Automation their love. They are a proud sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. The GoEco staff, including Kenston, Rockstar, Jacques Passelik, who ironically will be sitting in that chair you're sitting in right there tomorrow morning. Uh, the entire staff, they work, live, and contribute to our local economy. When you spend your money with GoEco, it stays right here in our community. They're professional. Their staff is made up of the best in the business. They work hard to master their craft so they can provide your organization the best value. They're here to help also. They take a servant mentality approach to their clients. They are here to work for you. Call them and find out how they can help your organization. Uh, I bought my that Canon MF420 copier right there. Seriously, that's the – is that not cool? The MF420. 420 copier but really that's what it is i bought it from jacques Pasleg uh, about five years ago and it has uh, perfectly served my needs uh whenever i've had a problem it's only been twice in that span jacques has personally helped me every time uh give goeco and jacques Pasleg a call at 252-286-5354 visit the website at goecoNC.com or what is goeco.com for more information and again thank you so much to uh, one of our, another one of our day one sponsors uh jacques Pasleg. And GoEco Office Automation, like I said, you'll get to hear him tomorrow morning in our first hour here on the Brian Hanks Show. Uh, let's get back to our big interview here with Mickey Weather. I can't – you believe we've been going 45 minutes? Goodness gracious. <laughs> I know. It no. does not feel like that at all, does it? <laughs> Let me uh, ask you – you know what? And I asked the question in the first hour, and we got a lot of response. I want to thank uh, everybody that jumped in and was messaging me and uh, giving me a heads up like Greg Clemens and Linda and Jason Bryant and Forrest Dawson and – Keith Spence and uh, Paul Whittington, everybody. Uh, but when you say famous people from North Carolina, Mickey Weatherington, who are like the first three, four, five names that come to immediately come to mind? Wow. Well, you, you guys hit a hit most of them. Like, like I'm just wondering if like there's someone you, maybe we you forgot. Threw, when you threw Billy Graham out there, I couldn't believe. I was like, wow. Yeah, I can't believe I forgets, forgot that. Forgets yeah. him, and uh, I mean, the guy, what he. He canceled presidents yeah. <laughs> all over the place. I mean, uh, probably six or seven different presidents. I think yeah. it started with Eisenhower yeah. all the way up to, uh, I believe, Bill Clinton. So he, it may have even been there. past Bill Clinton. Might so. have been the Bushes, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but um, my goodness. Like I, I, when you did that, I was thinking you could do that with Kinston. You know, famous, <laughs> famous people. Like you hit Jamie Presley and uh, some of those people. But uh I, I, like I said, I missed the beginning. Did yeah. y'all saw say Maceo Parker? We did not. And how about that? And he's from Kinston. <laughs> he's a Kinston and, and, guy who played with James Brown and, and Prince uh, and Prince and Parliament and and he's still touring. Yeah, uh, I want to get him here on the show, but is, the couple of times. Well, let me just say this: the couple of times I've tried to. Uh, the first time he was in Europe, I was about to say probably Japan. He's uh, big over there too. Yeah, he's so. very big over there. And then, well, no, not the first. That was the last time. The first time was in the middle of the pandemic, and mm -hmm. and we talked on the phone. He was very friendly, but he was like, you know, he just didn't feel real comfortable with. It. I said, well, we can do it over the phone. Well, I'm going out of town next week, and sure enough, I it was a couple months later, and somehow I got up with him, and uh, and I, again, like how I met you and got mm -hmm. to know you. 
Was it Spence Automotive? Say, Macy Owens. My mother would talk to him there back in the day. Is that so, not crazy? Yeah. And one day I, I go into uh, Spence, it, like I did with you that day. I go into Spence Automotive, and I'm just hanging out there, as I do. You know, Keith's one of my good friends, and a gentleman walks up, and uh, they, you know, he and I just think he's somebody just dropping his car off, and then Keith goes, you know who this is, don't you, Hanks? And I'm like, nah, hey, nice to meet you, sir. And he goes, uh, yeah, this is Macy O. Parker. After they picked my jaw, yeah, exactly. After they picked my jaw up off the floor, I was like, man, it's so nice to meet you. And then he and I, just kind of like what you and I are doing right now, we talked about music. He's got some great print stories, mm-hmm. dude. He's I'm got sure. some great James Brown stories, too, man. I'm sure. That, that we cannot that, share here that, on the air. There, there's there's <laughs> a guy, believe it or not, in in uh, in Mount Olive, I cannot think of his name, but he would sit in and play drums with James Brown some when they'd come through if he needed. And, and yeah. uh, he said he never got it. I, I, they can't see it here, but if while they were playing, if all of a sudden James Brown looked at you and started, started, gave you the eye, he would throw his arm out. Uh-huh. And if he did it two times with his hands open like that, he, you just got docked $10 for hitting a wrong note. But he would... <laughs> wow i haven't heard that one that's yeah. awesome so we would do that but uh and uh she it wasn't really from here but little eva lived here at one time you know yes she, she, she did sa- she sang the <laughs> locomotion you know the, yep and uh they were, they were, that's just that's just music wise but but um but yeah you hit well, the main well, someone you hit said the it, main north carolinians well, with one? andy taylor and yeah and, and, well andy know, griffith andy griffith and those guys <laughs> so and, you uh, went andy griffith show on me yeah, there with andy taylor uh how about one who was it that sent me this one opie cunningham yeah <laughs> <laughs> opie cunningham i like that uh ava gardner from well, right up in north smithfield Carolina. yep, yep. Uh, who sent me that my mother looked a lot like her in the younger days oh uh, that's awesome so who uh, was it that sent me that somebody sent me ava gardner and i had totally yeah, she forgotten has a museum that. everything in that t- little town yep. so uh <sighs> anyway Bla- blackbeard <laughs> oh it was ricky whaley ricky whaley a good friend of mine uh thank you ricky for uh but he was one that sent yeah. me ava gardner and i love this when uh, right. you just think about and and those are pretty much all eastern north carolinians mm-hmm. so uh that was pretty awesome uh now they um going go, steering it back towards music yeah. stuff like a lot of people what they what they re- wanted to hear from the lex band days was uh kind of how we morphed how we started like i said we played a little club then we auditioned a drummer then we and and got everybody going forward three people in that band got signed by, wow. by late and one our second drummer was sully erna who's the lead singer of Godsmack now <laughs> Our bass player, one of our bass players, his name was Robert Sledge. Ben Folds Five. Then uh, saw Ben. I got to tell you, saw Ben Folds Five open for mm-hmm. Touring Amos twice. Mm-hmm. So uh, and uh, what the bass player was was our guy, and uh, and the drummer was from from Greenville in that band. So uh, wow. But they um, and uh, the other guitars that was in Lex uh, was signed by it was Ted Nugent's old management. Picked them up and. Uh, but that guy lives in, uh, he was in a heavy band then. Now he's playing Latin. He went and studied under some masters and has toured the world as a Latin guitar player. And uh, and these were all members of your these band? These were all, all out of that band. Wow. And, um, and then the band I was in after that, another terrible name, Trash Gypsy. But uh, <laughs> That's we, not a terrible name. We, it's actually we, a good name. We, I like that. We were uh, courted hard by, there's a band named Dream Theater and stuff. We were starting to get in like rip magazine circuit all that stuff and again kind of like later we were 
we, we were about two years late because the grunge stuff exploded. We, we weren't hair metal, but we were, I said, we were heavy enough. The headbangers liked it, but catchy enough. So did their girlfriends. We, we were more like a, a, a power rock, power metal is what it would be called. Uh, kind of like Queens, right? Meets Tesla. It okay. was, it was very, very unique and, and strong. Seen and, both uh, those? Bands and, in concert. Uh, and, uh, in fact, so, I got, can I interrupt you just for a second? The loudest concert I was ever at, ever, was Tesla. And I was, it was in uh, the, the lawn in Charlotte, whatever, you know, uh, their amphitheater. I don't remember, you know, it's gone through about 19 different mm-hmm. names through the years. But uh, I'll never forget, saw Tesla, and I loved Tesla mm-hmm. back in the day. This is back in, I guess, the 93, 94 range. So Firehouse playing with I, th- I believe it was yeah, okay. that was playing with How about that? <laughs> and they were north carolina boys. yeah but uh <laughs> loudest kind and i've been like i said i've seen you two so many times i've seen the who i've seen I, I, rem i mean i've uh-huh. i've seen a lot of bands through the years but that tesla show i am not exaggerating mickey it, i had earplugs in okay mm-hmm. i mean you know you remember i mean back in the day if you're going to hear some of these bands you had to have still still three or four days later I had ringing in my ears. It was so loud, and I love Tesla. It, it's I mean, funny I just, you're saying it because the guitar Scott that I'm playing with now said the same thing. He said, I saw him in Raleigh. <laughs> Fire. He said, that's the loudest concert I ever saw. And, and it was just said, crazy, and it's not like I was sitting I, right underneath a, sta- yeah. uh, a speaker set or anything. I mean, I was. we were in the lawn, uh-huh. okay, for that. I mean, we were all the way back in the lawn, and it was still. I don't know how they got it so loud, but and I saw probably – 12 to 15 shows there at that mm-hmm. venue. So, I mean, it's not like it, you know, it's always loud when you go there. It was just the way they played was so crazy loud, but uh-huh. it was a good show, though. It was a very oh, yeah, good show. I, and they're still good. I saw them at the House of Blues six, seven, eight years ago. Wow. And now they're still still good. Still well, I'll tell you really what, I'm not going to have happen. We've got a few minutes left. We've got about seven or eight minutes left. And you said at the end of the last one, you wanted to do some Parks and Rec talk. Yeah, and we just, didn't and we didn't get yeah. to it last time. And here we've gone fifty two <laughs> minutes and we've not done it again. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk yeah, about I, I, parts. I, of I just uh, last time was I was just going to push the um, the pool openings yeah. and and all that summer day camps and uh, it's an organization. And and I, I'm on the Kinsella North County Parks and Recreation Commission, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, the Parks and Rec Department is very near and dear to your heart, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I came back. I worked. Uh, before I moved from Kinston, I, I was working with Parks and Rec, and uh, I guess that would have been 94, 95. Bill, Bill Ellis was the program director then, he was, yeah. and it was Jim Tyre was the uh, director. So, and I, I got to help build uh, Barnett Park out here a uh, little bit with the with the Nature Center, building the inside. Wow. And uh, we were scared. I remember having a conversation with George Ivey out there. We were digging the footing for something, and we were scared of what we were going to find. Out there <laughs> in that old I gotta area. Ask, did you did you find anything? No, that... no did not. Oh, okay, so, good, so. good, good. <laughs> and uh but uh but did that and then uh had uh, the my boss was a man named Bill Leapman at the time and uh I didn't realize back then that I could get a degree in that. Yeah. And I took off and uh that that made me finish. I I, I did. I'll, I'll plug LCC here. I did the ten year two year plan. <laughs> a lot the, of people have done that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I would play music. I was playing music, and if yeah. we took a break or we're working somebody in, I'd go sign up for a class. And the brilliant Mickey, young Mickey, would not withdraw. He we would get t- so I'd get a WF, and uh, <laughs> and uh, so it took me a little longer, but I I dug through it and then uh, met met the Greek woman that's been my wife. We're uh, this. 
August will be 28 years. Congratulations. Uh, of, of dating 25 years in November of marriage. And uh, she, I tell everybody, uh, she's going to embarrass her. She's got a sense of humor. She's seen me naked all these ah! years. And, uh, <laughs> but, but we... Uh, <laughs> She 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 has bettered me in every way you could, and uh, but we um, I met her, so I moved to Raleigh, worked with the Capital Area Soccer Leagues, what it was then. Was going to finish at NC State. She was from Wilmington. That's how we ended up back in Wilmington, and I, I did my undergrad work there and uh, got a master's at Virginia Commonwealth and flipped hamburgers for 14 years you know yeah. so like everybody would with a master's uh, <laughs> well that's what i always say about my my undergrad well i mean i only have a uh, bachelor's but uh, it's in psych in psychology and uh-huh. i've used it exactly zero days okay so uh you use that every day yeah <laughs> you kind of do that's what i that's what i like to say bill ellis what does he mean to uh, the city of kenston he is going to be inducted into a kenston north county sports hall of fame in august what what does he mean to kenston what does he mean to you well he did he did he did so much. I mean, he, he, my, my joke with him was if you asked him to do something, he couldn't say no. Yeah. And he, I mean, my goodness, did a lot with the building other parks and other other things around here and uh, space and just, just everything, the dog parks, the, yeah. the, yep. the other things. And uh, so as far as that, it was fantastic. But, but on a more personal level, when my best friend's father died, Royce Thomas, my God, he was at the ballpark constantly. He and George Ivy and uh, and uh, another friend uh, had box seats behind home plate forever. Yeah. And uh, when he passed away, wasn't even a question. We had his service at the stadium. Bill let us do up there. And That's I, awesome. I, I ne- and that was him that made that happen. Uh, he he had a key, and the day of the day of the service, he was out there with with a rag wiping every seat out that that in the area for us to do it. And uh, and uh, I, I made the made the joke to the pastor that 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 did the service. I said, I never thought I'd cry singing, "Take me out to the ball game." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But <laughs> see, you, you might have ruined that song for him. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but that's what B- Bill did. That and that 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 was huge. That was huge on a personal level. You're gonna and, be happy uh, to see him going into the hall. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and uh, and uh, and Corey, I was gonna make a joke with him. Corey's a what you see is what you get. About so Corey he, Povar, he, yes sir. Yep. He, he's a good good fellow too. He really is. And. Uh, if you ask me about them, I was gonna say, well, after I had to kneel and kiss his ring, he's a regular guy. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, he he's good at busting chops. We bust yeah. back, and when we've worked in stuff together, he can throw it as good as good as he can take. And it, I'm so. telling you, here's the thing that I say about Corey Povar, and I mean it. And again, like I said, I'm on the Parks and Rec Commission. The thing about Corey is to follow a Bill Ellis who yeah. did as much as he did. It's almost like you were talking about Dean Smith earlier. It's almost like trying to follow Dean Smith. It's almost mm-hmm. like trying to follow Mike Krzyzewski or John Wooden or somebody like that. And I'll be damned. Corey Povar has really he's made a name for himself. Yes, sir. Uh, that whole generation of people that were at the Parks and Rec Department, I'm thinking like, uh, and I'm going to forget names, so I'm just not even going to start throwing out names. Like you were but saying Thurman and George Ivy, yeah, and there all you go, those guys, and uh, Deborah Wicker, and all yeah, those folks Deborah. that all retired all about within a two or three year period. Corey has brought in his people, and mm-hmm. they've not missed a beat. And I really was worried that 
you know, you follow a, a legend like Bill Ellis, you're going to struggle. But uh, anyway. Well, Bill, uh, Bill had to follow Jimmy Tyre. I mean, Jimmy Tyre. But that's Tyre before my time, did, so did, you're right. Did, yeah. uh, did, yeah. Jimmy Tyre did a bunch, and then Jimmy Tyre had to follow Bill Faye. Yeah. So those are just, you know, Bill, they, 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 we've had some good ones. We've had some strong, strong leadership in the parks. Well, we've got about two minutes left here, and I want to circle back to the reason we're having you even on today, Mickey <laughs> Weatherington, is, uh, like I said, local legend Mickey Weatherington joining us here in studio. You can see him this Saturday night, 8.30, until, until what? Until you guys get tired playing, I guess, at Roxy's on Vernon Avenue. Again, for folks who may be just joining us now, why would you be joining us with two minutes left in the show? But if you're just joining us right now, tell us what they can expect uh, Saturday night out at Roxy's. Like I said, it's just going to be a fun rock and roll show. That, that's the easiest way to say it. It's uh, we're, we're, You'll know every song we play. And, and Give me, and, give me and a couple not, of the songs that, uh, that you know for sure, uh, uh, three or four of the songs you know that you guys are going to be playing out well, there. We'll start with a, our opener is going to be a ZZ Top song. It's going to be Give Me All Your Loving. Yes, and sir. That, that, but but we're also playing, like I said, Van Halen, some ACDC, some uh, Eddie Money. Some, you, you'll know it. Yeah. You'll know everything. How much is uh, getting ready for this? Been? How much fun has getting ready for this? Have you guys been able to get together a little bit to we, prepare for this? We practiced four hours this past Monday. Wow. And uh, just, just hashing it out. So, uh, like I said, there might be a couple of hiccups, but it's the first show. But that's what rock and roll is. But you know what? Here's what I found out through all my years of doing, like, public speaking and all this thing. You think you mess up. But you, yeah. nobody can tell. So you're going to be up there playing, and you know maybe now you're going to be playing the drums, right? <laughs> yes, sir. You're going to be playing the drums, doing some vocals, mm-hmm. and or doing all the vocals, I guess, right? Well, not all of them, uh, but uh, but you you may mess up, and no one's going to notice it. You will in your head. Yep. Now don't do the James Brown thing. Man, at, uh, I'm, I'm not docking it. They'll dock me. They'll dock me. <laughs> there you go, Mickey. Thank you so much for joining us here this morning. Okay. Thank you. There you go. That's Mickey Weatherington. See him again. Uh, yeah, you, you'll be able to see him uh, this Saturday night at Roxy's on Vernon Avenue. Can't wait to get out there. Go see the Wood Ducks first and then uh, go do that. Thank you to Mickey, to Paul Whittington. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, a great show for you. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.